last year. Thank you very much. Hello. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to a brand new mini episode of As It Occurs To Me. Though I was down at the motorcycle clothing shop the other day. And all the guys who hang around out in there all the time, they called it Air Ottoman. I don't know if that's right. Actually, uh, genuinely, you know, we filmed uh, the motorcycle clothing shop again for, as a promo for this uh, Kickstarter. The woman who worked in the shop that we filmed it in, she, she was watching us and, you know, saw, us, saw me pretending to be interested in motorcycle clothing, and she genuinely said... This happens all the time. So... <laughs> so, uh, somehow, I don't know how we've done it, we got the old team back together. Please welcome TV's Emma Kennedy, Dan Tetzel, and on the guitar, Christian Riley. Hello. Hey, guys. Good to have you back. Welcome. Uh, so, um... What's occurred to you in the last five years, guys? Any oh, good stories? Man. Dan, have you got what's been going on? Yeah, I had another child. Oh, did you? Yeah, a ma yeah. Uh, man child. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's a bit of a shit, but never mind. <laughs> Pushes me a lot. Quite, Does he? He's, quite, he's embarrassingly strong, and I think he's already got a larger penis. So yeah. it's going <laughs> to... That's true of my daughter and you. But yeah. I don't know if that's... Is that insulting to my daughter or to Dan? I'm not sure. So, uh, Emma, what's been going on? What's happened to you in the last Well, five? I, I won MasterChef. So, yeah. <laughs> Did that. Um, got a new dog. You'll, new be, dog. you'll be seeing a bit more uh, of her later. Lovely. Yeah. Got married. That's nice. Yeah, all these no things. No clap for that, though. No <laughs> clap for that. <laughs> they don't approve. Is a dog as good as a child? I know we've had children. I, uh, I think in many ways it's better. Do you? Yeah, unconditional love. Uh, it's not going to turn to... <laughs> oh, sorry, what? It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> my dog is never going to stop loving me yeah. and it's never going to blame me for its inherent faults. Yeah. And when it gets too ill, the treatment's too expensive. <laughs> so, yes, uh, can't do that. And the kids. I can get it stuffed. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and what's happened? To, I'm hoping I'll outlive my daughter. So, uh, what's happened to you, Christine, in the last five uh, years? I, I got a very lucky break in 2014. I got a part in Richard Herring, Lord of the Dance set. <laughs> you did, that's true. <laughs> Big break for me. Yeah, it was your surprise guest. Spoiler yeah. alert. You've spoiled that DVD for anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> it's good, though. We did buy the DVD. It's got all the. We I didn't plan to do this, but it's got all the. Surprise ending at the end, which is good. Uh, so, right, I want to point out right from the top uh, of this show, uh, what you're listening to now is not what we raised £100,000 on Kickstarter to do. Uh, those video episodes will be out in 2017, uh, though we're filming them every month at Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre. As, <laughs> as I'm attempting to get it called without success. The, the next one is on October the 16th. Please come along if you can. It's much more fun if people come. Uh, this is a little bonus extra for fans of old school A.A. Ottoma. Yes. That cost us literally nothing to make. So, uh, and boy, will it sound like it. Uh, as, as is tradition, I wrote this audio app in the few hours leading up to the recording. It's just some extra slapdash, hastily written, half-assed fun to make up for the fact the video series will include unexpected professionalism. <laughs> now, don't worry, it's going to be terrible sitting here watching it in the theatre, but we're going to be editing out all the errors and retakes for people at home to ensure this time there are going to be no pumpkins. That is for... <laughs> to make a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. To make a jack-o'-lantern, get at least five Emma! Hands. There aren't any pumpkins in this new series. Anyway, it's Trumpkins now, Grandad. <laughs> Get an orange-faced multi-millionaire. <laughs> Chop off the top of his head. Then get at least five men to ejaculate into the Trumpkin. 
Then replace the removed piece of skull with a dead tribble and see if you can get the semen-brained idiot to run for president. You try making coherent and rational arguments when you have the gametes of at least five men swimming around in your brain. Given his handicap, Donald Trump is doing amazing work. Uh, oh yeah, our spunk-based jokes are going to be deeply satirical this time around. So, and you can tell the world is just as excited as, as, as us that A. Artema is back. The Leicester Square Theatre is ram-packed here. If, if Jeremy Corbyn came in here right now, he would have to sit on the floor. That is how, yes. that's how full it is. But um, there's plenty of seats left, Rich. I can see them there in that gaping space at the back of the theatres. No, no, you're wrong, Emma. Those seats have all been reserved. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've got the seating plan from the sales at the box office, Richard. There's over 150 seats have gone unsold. Yeah. The, the anti-Aotoma media <laughs> have created that seating plan to make it look like no one cares about this reboot, Dan. Okay, well, because looking at the seat plans for the next five ones, they're, they're doing an even better job. Shut than up, the Dan. That is... <laughs> even if there were some seats left, Jeremy Corbyn would still sit on the floor because he has a new type of honest politics that recognises that chairs are Blairite. <laughs> look at this lot, sitting in chairs implicitly agreeing with the Iraq war. They make me sick. <laughs> anyway, the point is, we are ram-packed. That is... Ram-packed? Yeah. Is, is that a phrase? That is a phrase. That's what Jeremy Corbyn said. This theatre is packed like rams always are. Rams famously always squashed together into a space too small for them. That is... Oh, rams are generally quite solitary. No. Yeah, isn't the phrase jam-packed? No. Or rammed. No. No, the phrase is ram packed. I think Jeremy Corbyn would know. He wouldn't say that. If it... When have you ever seen jam packed tightly into anything? Well, every time I've seen jam. It's ram, it's ram packed. Jeremy Corbyn knows. Anyway, who's got... anyone who's going to be a prime minister has to have intimate knowledge about farmyard animals. It's, it's part of the. <laughs> It's part of the job description. Tony Blair once wanked off a chicken. That is, he was... He got in there, the cloaca. He was fingering the cloaca. <laughs> Sherry Blair caught them at it, and she, she was... Still, she hasn't managed to get the look of surprise off her face. That is, she was so... Gordon Brown had a duck living in his throat. Uh, his jaw got replaced by its beak. That's why, that's why he kept doing that odd kind of mouth movement and why all his speeches were mainly quacking. Uh, David Cameron is the exception that proves the rule. Uh, there is, clearly he didn't do that, things people said he did. Uh, Theresa May has a wasp's nest in her anus. And Jeremy Corbyn keeps a huge number of male sheep in a pen that is much too small for them, which he plans to use as the UK's deterrent instead of trident. Uh, those, those rams are fucking furious, I tell you. They're ready to lash out at any invading army or nuclear missile. Oh, it's all right, I think Owen Smith's shit as well. So uh, we're doomed to another 15 years of Tory rule, by which time everything that's good about the UK will have been dismantled and sold off. And there's no way out of it. We're totally fucked. No jokes there in that bit. Uh, Willie's is good. As long, you know, as long as a man shouts out Willie's, there's still hope, isn't there? There's still, there's still hope we might get through it. Let's see what has occurred in the news this week. Sunday. Keith Vaz was in trouble for paying some male escorts to have sex with him. Though, you know, I don't know why it's newsworthy. He paid them. If he hadn't paid them and just run off afterwards, then yeah, get the papers involved. Man makes good on financial transaction. I mean, is that news? If I was Keith Vaz, every time I came on a male escort, I'd say, you've been Vaz-jazzled. 
I'd rock at being Keith Vaz. I mean, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, no, I've just thought I would say you've been Vaz jizzled. Uh, damn, no, oh, it's too late to go back. But, but then for, for that to work, I'd probably have to add, you know, like vajazzled. So what, what, no, wait, what I'd actually say is you've been vajazzled, or should I say Vaz jizzled? By the way, my surname is Vaz. That's quite important, you know that, for that to work. So wait, no, what I'd do is I'd say, hi, I'm Keith Vaz. Then I'd hold up my finger for the person to wait for the punchline, <laughs> masturbate to orgasm, come on them. This, they might take some time because Keith's middle-aged. Uh, I've, I've heard that sometimes can retard ejaculation. Then, then once that was done, I'd say, you've been vaz-jazzled. And then I'd wait for laugh. And then, or should I say vaz-jizzled? Wait for the bigger laugh. Then I'd say, you remember my surname was Vaz, right? Just, it took me a while to come. I'm worried you'd have forgotten. So wait, no, what I'd do, I'd come in. I would not say a word. I would just start masturbating. Then when I sensed ejaculation was imminent, I'd say, I'm Keith Vaz. <laughs> then I would come on them and say, you've been Vaz jazzled, or should I say Vaz jizzled? You were cool with me masturbating over you, right? Uh, no, wait, so I'd come in. I'd say, are you cool with me, someone you don't yet know the surname of, <laughs> masturbating over you? Uh, then once I had consent, then I'd do the rest of the joke, leave on the big laugh after Vaz jizzled. Though if they didn't laugh, I'd say jizz is a colloquialism for semen. So, uh, so what I'd, I'd come in, I would say, are you aware what jizz and vajazzling are? No, I wouldn't do that, that's not sexy. I'd email them in advance. <laughs> with definitions of jizz and vajazzling, and then I do all the other stuff, leave on the big laugh, and I don't have to make them come too, because I'm paying them. That's the, beauty, that's the beauty of the escort. I just wish I was Keith Vaz, that's all I'm saying. But as it is, Keith Vaz has let down the noble guild of Keiths with his behaviour. The noble guild of Keiths. Yes, Dan, having the name Keith, even as a middle name, as I do, Richard Keith Herring, is an honour and a responsibility. People look up to us, Keiths, and expect a level, certain level of behaviour. Paying gay escorts in his spare time, that might be okay for Nigels or Pete's or Christians, but <laughs> not for a Keith. He's lessened us all. I feel most sorry for Keith Allen about this. He must be a, <laughs> he must be a broken man. Who wants to sap my cock? Look, I'm spinning it like a windmill. Sorry, Keith, I've, I've got some bad news. Keith Vaz has been using male escorts. Oh, what? Oh, how could he have done this to the Honourable Guild of Keiths? He's besmirched us all. Are you going to put your cock away? No. Or at least stop windmilling it? I will grieve in my own way. I'm sure Keiths are no more moral than anyone else. Oh, but they are, Emma. When you are bestowed with the name Keith, you sign a solemn vow to only act with valour and chivalry. For example, although loads of Keiths have been murdered, like way more than you expect from such an uncommon name, because people hate Keiths because we're so good, no one called Keith has ever murdered anyone. You, you Google it. You'll see I'm right. Right, I, I just Googled it. What about Keith Hunter Jesperson, the so-called happy face killer who murdered at least eight women? That story is made up by anti-Keith factions trying to, <laughs> trying to sully the spotless reputation of Keith. Can't believe you fell for it, Emma. Jess person. That's obviously a made-up name. What about white supremacist murderer Keith Luke? His real name is Luke Keith, Dan. You're, you're, you're in the pocket of the secret world order of anti-Keiths, aren't you? But secret world order of anti-Keiths? This isn't some kind of veiled anti-Semitic thing, is it? No, of course it isn't. No, though, can you name one Jew who's called Keith? <laughs> Keith Joseph. Real name Joseph Keith. 
All right, what about the atrocities of Keith Lemon? He... <laughs> he's not a real Keith, it's not, it's not his name, he's a stooge designed to make all Keiths look like unfunny sexist bellends. Not a... Not a real Keith, come off it, you look ridiculous. And I raise you the many joke thefts of Keith Chegwin. Keith came up with all those jokes himself. It was the other comedians using time travel technology that <laughs> made it look like they'd originated. And that's how deep the anti-Keith conspiracy goes. Yeah, well, if you ignore all the negative facts about Keith, then yes, they are all good. Yeah, they are. We are living in a post-Keith fact world now, Emma. And we've all had enough of so-called Keith experts. All Keiths are great and good, and Keith Vaz has let us down and must relinquish his name. I suggest he calls himself Baz from now on. <laughs> Baz Vaz. No one expects anything honourable from anyone called Baz, and rightly so, they're not going to get it. Wednesday. Apple announced that they're about to launch a new iPhone 7, which surprised me, because back in 2001, in Christ on a Bike, I predicted the iPhone 5 and the iPhone 6 years before they came out. <laughs> and lo, that came, that came past. But I didn't think anyone could have seen the iPhone 7 coming. But the nerds were furious because the phone came without a, a headphone jack. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ian Apple. How am I supposed to use all my old-style headphones now? It's a disgrace. No, don't worry, Dan. It's okay. They give you some new headphones with the phone, but also an adapter so your old ones will still work. So. Well, yeah, well, what if I forget my headphones? I'll have to buy expensive new ones. Well, I expect people will start making cheap headphones with the new connectors. So. Yeah, but what if I want to charge my phone at the same time as I listen to music? I have never been so affronted. Yeah, I mean, okay, that could happen occasionally, I suppose. But I bet they'll start selling a splitter so you can do both at once. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They'd like that, wouldn't they? Or you, you could buy some wireless headphones. That's what they want, Rich. Apple are all about making money off us all. I believe that's the basic point of capitalism, yeah, but... <laughs> Having no headphone jack is terrible. This is the only bad thing that has happened this year and I'm going to lead a protest against it. <laughs> Well, if it bothers you, you could just buy one of the older iPhone models, uh, if it matters that much, or you could just buy a different phone. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. That'll show Ian Apple. I'm going to buy a Galaxy Note. Oh, you know, they, those phones have been exploding in flames. And yeah, but they have a traditional headphone slot, though, don't they? Yes. <laughs> I don't care about being on fire as long as I can listen to stuff on my phone using existing technology. It's an important issue. Yes. Today! We are recording this month's podcast on the 11th of September, and I think it's a fitting for us to take a moment and think of the events of 11-9 and... And bow our heads and think about all the people who lost their jobs due to inappropriate comments about the tragedy. Uh, it could so easily have been any of us. There, there, but for the grace of God. I only saw on Friday a San Antonio mattress store was forced to shut down after some of its staff produced an advert for a 9-11 tribute, Twin Towers Sale, which genuinely featured the line... What better way to remember 9-11 them with a Twin Tower sale. Yeah. I mean, she's got a point. Isn't it? What better way is there to remember 9-11 than with a Twin Tower mattress sale? Uh, candlelight Vigil. Yep, that's one better way. Yeah, what or, that, is, that is one better way. Or someone solemnly reading out the names of the victims over respectful classical music. That is another one, Emma. That's another better way. Uh, some kind of Live Aid-style rock concert? Yeah. I mean, that would be a terrible tribute, Christian, but yeah, that's still better than the mattress one, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think of a worse way of remembering 9-11. What about shitting in a cup on World Trade Plaza and then wanking onto your own shit and then shouting out that you're delighted that all the people who died on 9-11 are dead? <laughs> and you were thinking about them dying when you ejaculated. That is worse, that is worse. Yeah. Well, we might have to think of a new ad campaign for the series then. I did, I did that when I was over in America recently. I thought that would get some publicity. To be honest, when, when I heard there was an ad for mattresses that revolved around 9-11, what I imagined was going to see was much, much more offensive than what they did. I thought they were going to be wheeling out mattresses and people... Ah! Oh. But, 
happens all the time in cartoons, doesn't it? In the ad, after saying you can get any size mattress for the price of a twin, the woman then pushes her colleagues into two huge towers of mattresses, which collapse as all of them scream. But then, out of respect, the woman breaks off and says almost sincerely, We'll never forget. Which I just love. It's like she's saying, come on, we've all had a lot of fun reimagining 9-11 as a deadly attack on mattresses, but let's be serious for a moment. The real 9-11 was quite bad. We'll never forget. That is a, that's a get-out-of-jail-free card, and I'm totally using that from now on. Every time I say anything offensive about anything, that's, that's... We'll never forget. Hello, it's me, the ghost of Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus. It's great to have A.I. Ottomer back. It's been a tough five years for me, being dead and all, but I was delighted to hear that Pippa Middleton has overcome the disability of having no anus and got married. I hate to think of her anusless, ashamed of her lack of exit peep, and her husband seeing her naked for the first time and noticing that where her anus should be, there is just a hole. Good luck, team. Sorry I can't be with you on the night, but I died in the last series. I am a ghost anus. Hear me go woo. We'll never forget, but uh, now it's time... Now it's time to go over to Christian Riley for this week's song. Thank you. Right, yeah, Thanks for that. Oh, no, too much. <laughs> Okay, listen, I had to uh, write a song for uh, Donald Trump because uh, um, I really needed the money and uh, I spent all my uh, 2014 money on uh, a Kickstarter campaign and um, so I had to... Um, and uh, so anyway, he needs a propaganda song to get him out because he keeps getting called a racist for some reason. And, um, and so he, he said that he needed a propaganda song to spin him out of it. So I'm working on this thing. It's a work in progress. I'm going to use you guys as a sounding board uh, for a Donald Trump propaganda song. So I, I need to simulate a Donald Trump rally. And I can see you're all mostly white. So well done. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Donald Trump. All right, losers. To all my haters, I say this. They say I'm racist, but I'm really not. I don't care where you're from as long as you've got a speech that I can steal, that I can go and give to my wife. As long as it's a good speech, I don't care if you are black or white. Whoa! If you hate people and you're easily scared, my message to you is <laughs> It came from over there <laughs> Let's build a big wall So whatever it is doesn't need us tonight As long as you know I mean Mexicans Don't matter if you're black or white Woo! All right, I'll tell you how we're gonna make this country great again, people. We're gonna go to Iran and we're gonna build a mosque out of bacon. <laughs> we're gonna hold a Miss America contest there and we're gonna waterboard the losers. Best part, we're gonna get Mexico to pay for it. If you need a job, my friend, I'll get one for you. I'm a great businessman, tell you what I'll do. You can work in my factory, making Donald Trump shirts and ties. 
As long as you're cheaper than a Chinese kid, don't matter if you're black or white. Woo! All right, to people of color, I say this. I feel your pain. I grew up ginger. <laughs> you use the N-word when you refer to your friends. Well, guess what I do, too? We're not different. We're all the same underneath. What matters is what's inside. As long as you're a white guy on the inside, don't care if you are black or white. Wow! I mean, obviously, I prefer it if you were white, but if you can't do that, then I guess it's all right. As long as you can vote for an orange guy, don't care if you are black or white. Christy O'Reilly. Christy O'Reilly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Christ. Uh, the BBC have just completed their sitcom season. Uh, I frankly was appalled with it, resurrecting tired old comedy formats from years ago <laughs> <laughs> that no one wants to see to just trot out the exact same week old jokes. Rich, Rich, I've got the props for the motorcycle clothing sketch. Where, where do you want them? You Maybe. idiot, you literally couldn't have chosen a worse time to bring that up. That is... <laughs> Though it is a while since we've run the old girl out. Yeah, l let me stop you there, Richard. You, you must have been happy to see Goodnight Sweetheart come back, though. I was not happy, Emma. I was furious. If the BBC had any foresight, the BBC had any foresight, they would have commissioned my sitcom, Goodnight, Goodnight Sweetheart, Sweetheart. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I've heard you talk you about have. that. Is that, yeah. is that the one about the man obsessed with Goodnight Sweetheart? who finds a time tunnel back to the set of Goodnight Sweetheart. Yeah, it is. It's a good idea. I had a script and everything, but I forgot to send it in. Uh, if I only had some way to broadcast my version of the show, if I could turn back time, thanks to the magic of Aotoma, and also Goodnight, Goodnight Sweetheart, Sweetheart, I can. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? Oh, 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 if I could turn back time, Next on BBC One, a brand new sitcom, Good Night, Good Night, Sweetheart, Sweetheart. Good night, good night, sweetheart, sweetheart. Till we meet tomorrow. Good night, good night, sweetheart, sweetheart. Sleep will banish sorrow. Yes, Ron, I need you to print up some more wartime money for me so I can go back and impress my 1940s pub landlady bit on the side. Poor Gary, you do nothing for me. God, I hate this show, it's terrible. Hello, honey, I'm home. Where are you? Shit, shit, shit. Oh, Rich, you're not watching Goodnight Sweetheart again, are you? You're meant to be working. I can't do it, I've got writer's block, Emma. Hold on. Your wife in this is called Emma. Yeah, yeah, I based her on you. I, I'm trapped in a loveless marriage in the present day with the worst person imaginable, which makes it more exciting when I get off with Dervla Kerwin. But you hate Goodnight Sweetheart. I do, it makes me furious that this is on TV when all my much better ideas never get anywhere. Well, maybe because you're too esoteric and self-indulgent and involve you settling perceived personal slights. It doesn't say that, read the script properly. <laughs> Yes, you're right. You're a much better writer, writer than all the people who get on TV. 
and by all rights, you should not... No, you should be married, married. to a young Dervla Kerwin, not me. Yeah, but due to the linear nature of time, that is impossible. That's dramatic irony there, because mm. later on it turns out I can go back in time and Dervla Kerwin's mm. going to get off with me, so that, is, yeah. that will pay off later yeah, on. Yeah, it's good, yeah. The problem with Gary Sparrow is his paucity of ambition. He can travel through time, and yet all he does is try to go off with a barmaid in the first pub he sees. Which makes sense when the barmaid is Derbler Kerwin, but not for the later series. <laughs> he doesn't try to tell anyone about anything like the Holocaust or anything. If I could travel back in time to the 1990s, I'd definitely warn people about 9-11 and how you should be really careful about being light-hearted about it, because you could get into real trouble. <laughs> we'll never forget. Rich, you plonker. That's it. That's all the script you've written. Yeah, the thing is, writing scripts is really hard. It's easier to watch someone else's hard work and be critical of that than try to do anything yourself. Mm. I'm guessing the iTunes comments about this sketch will broadly reflect that. But suffice to say, when I do write this sitcom, my character will go through Duckett's Passage, find himself on the set of the original Goodnight Sweetheart, where he'll find he can become a successful writer by just copying down the Goodnight Sweetheart scripts from his DVDs of Goodnight Sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And then Dervla Kerwin's so impressed, she gets off with him. No, it's really good. You should be proud of yourself. Thanks. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? I'd try to write a sitcom about turning back time, but I'd find I couldn't really be honest, explaining why my career isn't going very well if I could turn back time. Thanks. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it for this mini-ep of A.A. Ottoma, which has turned out to be about as long as a regular episode. Uh, I look forward to everyone telling me that the script I wrote in 10 hours is better than the video one that I almost worked properly on. <laughs> well done on your interesting and wrong opinions. Hey, Rich, hold on. Don't finish the show. It's me, Keith Richard. <laughs> my distinctive voice from the ro- <laughs> from the rolling stones and falling out of coconut trees hey keith richard my name's richard keith we should do a double act richard keith and keith richard no okay. and i have been sent by the noble guild of keiths on a mission of some importance see i told you it was a real thing oh. our current grand keith of keiths keith allen has resigned in disgust at keith vaz's unkeith like antics also he finally been arrested for committing a sex crime by continually exposing himself in public. Right. I'm really sorry to hear about, about Keith Allen, that's a shame. Yes. Keith's are treated very badly by the non-Keith inmates in prison. <laughs> Poor Keith Allen. Yeah, he's called, he's called Alan Keith now, Richard. We've disowned him. It's funny, a lot of Keiths have Christian names to surnames, don't they? Just yeah, noticed. it's weird, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> for the next most famous person with Keith... Al- Anyway, as the next most famous person... We can't do retakes, we just... Okay, I won't do it then, I'll just carry on. Anyway, as the next most famous person with Keith in his name, the duty of being the grand Keith of Keiths falls to you. Me? Surely you're more famous, or Keith Urban, or Keith Jardine, or Keith Harris. I mean, I know he's dead, but... Actually, I heard he used to surprise people by ventriloquising with an unusual part of his anatomy. Yes, Keiths do have a problem with keeping it in their trousers, Rich, yes. (laughs) It's all the pressure of being the moral example that is expected of us. Even I have occasionally slipped. No, not you, Keith Richard. (laughs) But I'm not the most famous Keith. I mean, Keith isn't my main name, even. Yeah, but come on, Rich. How many of us could have kick-started a podcast that almost 250 people would pay to come and see in the first month before those numbers dramatically declined for future episodes? (laughs) That's true. 
I just need to know, Richard Keith, have you done anything immoral or sexually questionable in your life that might reflect badly on the Noble Guild of Keith's? No, def I definitely haven't done right. that. Because it, if it came out after your appointment, then you, I don't know, <laughs> like to sit in a high-backed armchair with a semicircular toilet mat round it and make <laughs> women dance whilst you pleasure yourself, that could destroy us. No, that's, that's nothing like, we've got nothing like that. Is that... Is that a high-backed armchair with a semicircular toilet mat around it? Um, no. <laughs> Good. We'll be back next month with more Aartima. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Answer the Curse to Me Audio Extra podcast with Richard Herring, Dan Tetzel, Christian Riley, and me, TV's Emma Kennedy. It was produced by Ben Walker and is a fun and Sky Potato production. <laughs> Hello, hello, it's me, Jeremy, Jeremy Corbyn here, hello. Um, we want to appeal to the young, which is why I'm very happy to be endorsed by one of the UB40s. Yes, but unfortunately not the one with the main bloke in it. And also Richard Herring from the 1990s TV show Finger of Fun. So why not come along and see A.I. Artema? Oh, don't. Um, recorded at the Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of October, the 13th of November, 11th of December, 15th of January, and all oh, the 12th of February. Oh, just turn up and see if you can get a seat. I mean, they should come up with some kind of system where you can buy a ticket in advance and be guaranteed a seat. You know, I think I'll introduce that when I'm Prime Minister. All show details are at http colon forward slash forward slash www.leicestersquaretheatre.com all one word. Coming soon to a cinema near you, The Trumpkin. Donald Trump, a man barely alive. We can rebuild him to make the world's first six billion dollar man. I'm worth 10 billion! Oh no, Donald Trump has had a terrible accident. There's no way he can survive. Using pioneering bionic technology, we might be able to do something. First, let's cut off the top of his head with this surgical saw. <laughs> now... That'll do. Now, get at least five men to ejaculate onto his brain. But what good will that do? I don't know, just, just be interesting to see what happens, really. Doctor, I'm finding it very hard to get aroused by the exposed brain tissue of a ridiculous old man. Oh, Jesus Christ, get me five men who are sexually aroused by the exposed brain tissue of a horrible old man, stat. Having five men semen on his brain might be the only way to save him. It might be, we just don't know. Thanks, Doc! The procedure worked. I feel fine. My brain feels great. Like a billion, it's the best brain. Like a billion, I got a good brain. Like a tiny billion tiny ideas. They're the best ideas. I'm swimming around in it. Well, have a, have a nice day, Mr. Trump. Doctor, bad news. I just found out one of the men who ejaculated onto Donald Trump's brain was racist, and one of them was stupid, and one of them was delusional, and the other two were dicks. But all those conditions can be passed on by sperm to brain contact. His neurons are literally being impregnated with stupidity. That's just science. Yes, I know. Also, it's even worse if the brain already contains all that stuff anyway. We have to stop him leaving the hospital. It's too late. He's gone. Ah, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? 
See the Trumpkin this fall to discover what will happen when a man with five different men's semen impregnating his neurons with stupidity runs for president. Or just vote for Trump and find out for real. <laughs> <laughs>